and welcome to another episode of the Anime Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Lance, here with my other host, Matt. And we got our guest host, Tyler, back in the house. Yo, yo, thanks for having me back. In every episode, we like to start off with our adult beverages of choice. Today, I am going to be drinking a a mix on an old-fashioned, and this is made with brown sugar, cinnamon, always have to have the good old bitters, and then some Four Roses whiskey blend all that together and it's actually really good i like it a lot and just so everybody knows the traditional old-fashioned is some muddled cherries oranges bitters and like two cubes of sugar and then you throw the whiskey in on that so it's a little bit different but all together it's still super good and then i'm chasing that back with some rockers red champion red lager which is a green bay local beer because they're what our semi-professional minor league league yeah minor league baseball team it's a green bay baseball team yep yep so yeah that's what i'm drinking what you got matt how is that by the way i haven't had that yet it's not bad. I mean, I'm not one for a red lager, but this one's actually pretty smooth. Oh, nice. Nice. I am also having the play on an old fashioned and I am drinking a carry the G because, you know, drinking some more uh, staple Wisconsin drinks. What about you, Tyler? I'm drinking a good old silo of twisted tea pineapple. Mm, sounds Get that for fantastic. Oh, the, the 24 ouncer. Ain't never nobody gonna catch me tripping in a in a gas station on top of strapped and clapped. Yeah, yeah, I'd slap a guy just to get away with that. <laughs> Unfortunately for this episode, I am uh, got a little bit of a sickness going on, so I'm gonna try and power through. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I can push through this one. Yeah. So just so everyone's aware, but I gotta drink some whiskey because you know. Yeah, you gotta numb the throat. Yeah, it makes you feel better, right? Mm-hmm. Lance, you want to give us a synopsis for uh, what we're covering? Yeah, so I'm going to keep this super short and sweet. Today we're going to be covering Thousand Year Blood War Core 2. And in this core, we get the true invasion of the Soul Society from the Stern Ritters. We get a lot of amazing battles, like a freaking lot of battles. And we ultimately end up with Squad Zero taking on the brute force of everybody. And now we're going to be taking on all the true baddies. And yeah. 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 Definitely go with that one. That's a... <laughs> I mean, we'll talk about all these battles because that's <laughs> really what all... This is pure battles. battles. Yeah, so lots of battles. We'll talk about some battles. Yeah, definitely a very Shonen-esque in this one. But before we get too far, you want to give us that Lance's lesson? Today's Lance's Lessons is going to be the Japanese word for fear, and that is kyofu. Kyofu is spelt (laughs) K-Y-O-U-F-U. And that's very relevant to today's episode because one of our bad characters, Asnot, has got the power of fear. So we're going to pull his Japanese word out of his ass and we're going to use that today. Yeah, he was pulling a lot of things out of himself. He so you know, like, he looked like a walking ass. That dude, got, <laughs> that dude just morphed into something just mm. out of your fears. He looks like <laughs> all his kinks are feared. <laughs> so yeah, Kyofu. If anybody remembers from the last time we had Tyler on, uh, he uh, gave us a little word game, and uh, we're kind of trying something out. We're going to call it Stump the Pod, and let's see if Tyler can uh, get away with another set of questions. No, I got you guys last time pretty good because I was playing on a little bit of teeny little bit of touches on it. Oh, that's yep. right. You got us on some 
technicalities. Yeah, <laughs> but they were accurate, though. That's, yep, that's, you're right. So very true. Do you want me, like, just like last time, do you want to go say one? Yeah, let's truth do one. Truth or lie. Yeah, one yep. by one. The other, yep. truth or lie. Yep. All right, how many you got? All right, I got six total. Okay. Oh, man. All right. First death was a Quincy. God, now I gotta remember episode one. I'll let you guys like think, and then when you guys got the answer, I'll just be like, Lance, what, what's your answer? I need like the title of episode one. Hey, it's, 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 supposed, it's supposed to be off knowledge. You ain't looking nothing uh, up. I need you a do reminder. this yourself. <laughs> it's a yes or no question. It took notes. It's true or false. That's all it is. <laughs> you know what? It probably was. Because I'm tr- now I'm trying to think when Yuhaba was giving like a speech to everybody and then that one that wanted to go fucking eat or fucking kill one of the other ones. I think that might have been one of the first deaths. So I'm going to go with, yes, it was a Quincy that died first. What are you thinking, Matt? So when you when you talk about that, I'm going to go with no because I'm pretty sure it was an Iran car. Iran car? Yeah, pretty sure it was an Iran car that got forced slash chose to help the Quincy's. Mm, I'm not remembering. Matt, we're on part two, not part one. Oh, uh, I guess I don't. One. I guess I don't remember. I, was that. Say, I don't remember any. But Lan- cars Lance yeah. is right. Bambietta yeah. got pissed that Uryu is now the successor, uh, and yeah. he brought an. She brought another. Quincy in there and okay, split him in was that scene? Yeah. Okay, oh, okay, yeah, so I yeah. was right. Okay. Got you. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> the first distortion you see is in episode one. Distortion? Mm-hmm. Well, episode 14 if you're chronological order, but episode one. Yeah, everything we're talking to talk about is core two. So describe distortion. What do you mean? So the distortions are... It's where they were linking... The human world and the soul society, and it's also what they, uh, the Quincy's were using to hide. Urahara was talking about it. Mm-hmm. Like the shadows? Because he had, it, no, it was more like, it was distorting time around there, because it was like an open space, and it was a distortion, and that's what they had to use to collect, oh, like to be able they, to get the power to get their ship up. To you saw the visors the talking soul. about it? Yeah. Urahara and the visors were talking about it? When Yorichi showed up and had all those jars, that was all distortion energy. Okay. And you're saying that's in the first episode? Yep. First one of your seasons in the first episode. Uh, okay, well, since I'm asking so many questions, I'm going to go with, yeah, let's just, I think it was in the first episode. Well, just so we can uh, keep going uh, on getting them right, I'm going to go with no, because I have no idea. I don't remember. <laughs> it was the first episode, <laughs> because it was quick, but later in the series, I can't remember the exact episode where... Um, or horror. Ura, yeah, Urahara was talking to the Visards yep. that you noticed the picture because it actually pointed out and focused on the distortions. But yep. the picture it was using was the conversation he was actually having in episode one. You uh, could see them standing next to the distortion and looking at it. Uh, did not notice that. So mm. uh, good good catch. Sternritter H for Heat, which is Baz B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stole Hitsugaya's Bankai. I do remember this one, so... Oh, I, w- I want to say yes. I, it's in my head. I know it's in there. I'm just going to need a minute to think. Yeah, I'm, I think it was him because I remember him saying something. I'm pretty sure it was him, but whatever, whoever took it was like, whoever steals their Bankai has the right to kill them. So yeah, I'm going to go with yes. So no, and it was, I remember his uh, initial was I, so the guy that gets decapitated. Yep. Well, Baz, was Basby was initially fighting him. Yeah. Yes. But the Sternritter, I can't remember his name. It's like Sajay or something. We'll just say Sternritter I. Sternritter yeah. I for Iron yes. was the one who actually stole it. Yes. Oh, okay. Woohoo, I got one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First stolen Bankai scene, like used not by the original person, but used by. Oh, okay. 
the Sternritters with soy phones. Interesting. Lance, I'm just going to let you keep going first since you've uh, answered first on all of these. Mm-hmm. Man, this is stuff that I did not truly pay attention to. Yeah, I'm going to go with the guest. Sure. Yeah, she was the first. I remember the fight scene that she came in on. But I can't so, remember the order of events. So what was the question again? The first stolen Bankai that was used. So are you saying... By the Sternritters. By the Sternritters. So no. That you see. I'm going to go with no. Because that robot thing, I don't think ever actually uses her Bankai. The first one, I believe, is Iron. Yeah, that is correct. He said, I can beat you without even using your Bankai. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Right. Damn. All right, two and two. (laughs) I might might actually only have five because we pre-talked about one. Uh, We'll see. My memory is terrible. I probably already forgot about this (laughs) conversation. Sternritter Z is a man. Sternritter Z? Oh. Can I at least look in to see who Sternritter Z is? Just the way you phrase this. Okay, yeah. It's easy to figure. Yeah, that's right. Zombies. yeah, yeah. That's why I was going to leave that one out, because we literally talked about it right before we started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, just so everyone's on the same page, that was Giselle. Yep. So last one. Yachiru Shikai is the only one that doesn't change form. We, we should probably uh, say that, no, it is a dude. We should at least answer the question. It is a dude. He's yes. a dude. She's a dude. We're all dudes. It, it's a dude. <laughs> it, it's definitely got a dick. So, uh, which I like the Japanese. I like the subversion better because they're like, it's got a dick. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. <laughs> Versus, uh, I'm trying to think. I, yeah. Um, he just says, oh, you're a man. Versus, I, yeah, I like the subversion of that one better. <laughs> but then, yes. So, so what's the last question? Yachiru's Shikai is the only one that doesn't change form. Yeah, she herself does not. So everyone's on the same page. Yachiru is the little girl that hangs around Kenpachi. Yachiru. I think he's Kenpachi says Yachiru. Maybe. I mean, it sounds Japanese enough right there, too. Yeah. We're just putting emphasis in, in different spots. Yachiru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, no, her, her, she herself does not change because she has these two monsters that manifest. So that's, I don't know if that answers, if that's part of the question, part of the answer that you're looking for. What's, so what's the question again? Yachiru's Shikai is the only one that doesn't change form in Shikai. Yes, that yeah, that's true. Because uh, I'm drawing a blank on what her name is because she's like, her sword didn't change, but these things manifested. It was uh, Unohana's lieutenant. Yeah, I yeah. can't remember her name, but it was Unohana's lieutenant that pointed it out. Yeah, and she's like, this is really weird. Um, yes, that one. So no, it does not does not change. Give it to you guys. I stumped you guys pretty good on the first one. This one, you guys caught on. You paid more <laughs> attention this week. I'm proud of you. Okay, well, Eric. when you're talking about distortions, that was something that I truly <laughs> just straight up did not pay attention to. I think the reason why I caught it is because I watched it once for myself and then watched it again to take notes. Yeah. So uh, I knew about the distortions watching episode one again. Okay, uh, well, I mean, I saw it twice, too, and I still didn't even care. I've, yeah. I've read the manga twice, and I still didn't notice. <laughs> Yeah, so that's just uh, something you picked up on. But now that we have Stump the Pod taken care of so that no potential spoilers spoilers were potentially <laughs> ruining Tyler's questions, let's jump into some Matt's Maga mentions. Yeah, let's, let's get into this. I will say this was a long one for the manga. <laughs> okay. We're going to need a couple. <laughs> I can't breathe. All right. Um, he needs some milk. <laughs> 
for anybody that wants to start at the end of core two, it is on chapter 609. And for anybody that wants to read the manga from the beginning of core two, it started on 543. So we're talking 66 chapters for these 13 episodes. For anybody that is new to the pod, I start from the beginning of, in this case, the core, the first episode, and work my way all the way through. So you don't see uh, Ichibe and Ichigo talking in the beginning like you do in the anime. That whole part doesn't happen. Oh, okay. There's a couple added scenes. We'll just put it that way. Uh, Yuhaba doesn't have his long motivational speech prior to announcing his successor. So that whole just getting everybody all fired up, all the stern winners. Yeah, he's basically like, ha-da-da-da-da. And now my successor is Ryu. And something that I like better in the manga is that Yuhaba is actually standing above everybody all by himself. And then he has Uryu come out and stand next to him. In the anime, they're all kind of like... So that so he has his um, second person, which is Hoshwal, next to him. But in, in the manga, he's not there. He's uh, standing with the crowd of people. Uh, Rukia and Renji talk about getting fitted for their basically their clothing with uh, Shutra, which is the Weave Squad Zero member. And she it's just a funny part where she makes him get naked and Renji doesn't want to get naked and she threatens to cut off his dick. <laughs> oh, that would have been funny. We have no problem showing all this blood and decapitation in the anime, but a little bit of penis chopping can't, can't fly in the anime. Damn, a little bit of been, jokes just yeah. don't work. That would have been funny. Yeah, he didn't want to take off his, uh, his loincloth thing. <laughs> and yeah, she was threatened to cut off his dick. Ichigo's family also gets soul tickets. Okay. Okay. Because I saw that when uh, Shunsui came to the world of the living, mm-hmm. he only gave it to his three friends who were there. Yep. That we seen in the yep. anime. So in the manga, those friends also get it, but then the his sisters and father also get it. Okay, so they do at least acknowledge in the manga mm-hmm. that his sister is still alive and still around. And Yep. Okay, because yep. I'm pretty sure... I don't remember the last time the sister has even been relevant at all. Yeah, you don't see the family very much. They, yeah, they were only on a quick, quick showing in the anime. It was literally like a second showing, and that was it. Yep. Uh, it wasn't Basby that talks about how Yuhaba predicted the Soul, Soul Society would uh, do the counterattack. It was actually Robert Acetone, Stern Ritter. Oh, man, what's his it's the guy with the gun the old oh the old guy sure yeah it's that guy and then the robot quincy so rb rbg9 actually attacks mario who is the sister it's that little girl like he actually does stab her so the the one where oh man the soul reaper is trying to protect his sister it's Soyphone's lieutenant Oh, that, like, chubbier guy? Yeah, it's the chubby guy. Okay. And he's trying to protect his sister from getting attacked by the robot. Yep. Well, his sister gets, like, stabbed in the shoulder. Oh, okay. In the manga. And you actually never get to see uh, Shinji's Bankai, which is, at least in a full effect, you see him talking about it against uh, Bombetta, but obviously the same thing happens, like, against Bombetta, where he can, or 
where she just was like, all right, fine. I'll just throw a shit ton of bombs everywhere. It doesn't matter if I'm distorted. So is it Bombetta or Bambietta? Because everywhere I saw was Bambietta. Because even in the anime, they were calling her Bambi. Mm. Okay. Bambietta? Okay. Yeah, it's uh, Bambietta. So I just wanted to make sure because yep. when we start talking about it, because Bambietta is a big part of it. <laughs> yes. That we're at least on the same page. Yep. So it's... Uh, you you miss out on Shinji's basically having all the low level stern runners attack each other. So that was a really cool part that was added. You don't see you never see Ichigo walking through his like trial. So basically at the ven- very end of every episode where Ichigo is slowly progressing through that thing. Yeah, that that <laughs> it was so annoying. <laughs> like I can understand how everybody's like. This anime is supposed to be about Ichigo, where the hell is he? And then we show him doing the exact same thing at the end of every fucking episode, taking a couple steps through some beautiful looking, I don't know, scenery. And (laughs) that's it. I'm like, okay, I get it. (laughs) Show me that once. Don't show me the same thing. And you mean instead of never seeing Ichigo until the very, until he comes down from five seconds of fame, (laughs) all he got for screen time. Yes. Yep. Here's his swords. All right, now forget about him. At least they gave us Kenpachi. But anyway, let's uh, let's continue. Yeah, with... at least they got to play with my feelings for a little bit. <laughs> the only fight with uh, Superstar before Renji is the fight with the two captains. So all that extra stuff that happens, you don't that. Yeah, you don't see any of that. I can't remember who Superstar fought the first time. So he fought. Uh, he fought sixty nine. Yumichika. He fought uh, Ikaku, and he fought uh, Shue. Shue, yeah, he's the 69 guy. Oh, that's right. He came over, beat them up, and then... um, The two captains. The two captains came in and basically said, like, oh, you got your ass beat by this guy, okay. And then very anticlimactically get their ass beats. Yes. Uh, You do learn about Yuhaba's backstory a little bit, and... I'm not going to talk about it only because you were probably going to find out about it in core three. So I'm just going to leave it at that. You do find out more about Yuhaba and kind of how he came to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Renji passes out right after his fight with uh, Superstar. Rukia and him have a conversation where basically they're like, be careful because this is going to use a lot of your power, stuff like that. The conversation between Yuhaba and Ichibe in the past never happens. So that's an added scene as well. For what, really? Yeah. That sounded, that whole scene sounded super important and, you know, pretty awesome that they were fucking button heads even back then. And a he thousand needed, years ago? Yeah, yeah. And had to, like, shut him up for a thousand years. Yeah. That, damn. Um, I have a feeling the anime did that due to the fact of letting each, or letting uh, Yuubaha up there mm-hmm. for a reason of why that's why Ichibe did it because of the past that he had with them. So I feel like that's maybe why the anime added it in. So does the manga support that they had some history, period, or? No, but the thing with Thousand Year Blood War is tight, tight, tight uh, Kaibo was actually involved in everything that happened in Thousand Year Blood War. So anything extra, he had to approve it. So this was just... This was probably one of his ideas that he just never put into the manga. Sure. Or and maybe it was his storyline that just wasn't written. Yeah. Or maybe he thought of it after the fact, like, oh, that would have been some dope information, and I was too late. Yeah, because everything was, since everything was on Shonen Jump, 
timelines, stuff like that. So right. it's like couldn't figure out a way to get it in the manga section. So he's just like, ah, we'll just we'll just leave it. And then here we are. We get it after the fact. Just like uh Shinji's fight with his Bankai. You never get to see that. But then here it is for all full frontal. I really like Shinji's Bankai fight. Yes. His Bankai is ridiculous. We'll definitely talk about this. I can't wait until we see Shunsui's Bankai, the fact that it's banned Mm -hmm. from being used. Oh, yeah. But we need to get back to the manga. (laughs) Yes. You got to give him a chance to breathe, all right? (laughs) (laughs) Just let me get my inhaler real fast. All right. So it's actually uh, Tenjiro who's the one that greets Yuhaba, not Shutara. So the weaver chick uh-huh. it's uh tenjiro who's the um the blood guy the blood guy yeah okay uh here's one of the controversial things from the internet uh it is the interaction about or he clothes that uh they left out take babies <laughs> <laughs> so you find out that she's actually wearing those because urahara tricked her into thinking that ichigo would like it oh really <laughs> <laughs> yes and then he's like, uh, she might be showing a little too much skin. And then Yorichi comes in and is like, just basically giving Ichigo a hard time, making him feel bad. Because he's like, she's doing this for you. You should be enjoying this. And yeah, it's... Okay. So that... Oh, they're fucking big, dude. <laughs> like, I... They were fucking huge. I remember... So you go back to original Bleach. They no were... sweaters hiding that. No. Like, she that's she her... was big and... She was big and bleached, but holy That fuck. shit tripled. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Gosh, that this shit's all over her torso. Yeah, she's a brick pawn eater. Pawn. Oh, here's a here's a fun Japanese word for everybody. Pawn. P-A-N. That's bread in Japanese. Yeah, she used to eat the loaves of bread. Or, so. or plot twist, she's pregnant. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's got some big mommy milkers going on now. <laughs> no wonder so, why Grimjow's hanging around. <laughs> But that is actually the first interaction that Ichigo has with all of them. So that happens prior to them taking off. Okay. So the one Iran car with the 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 Seto that's super long. Yeah, that doesn't happen. But he doesn't name name it like twenty million characters. He just blasts it off. So the the Seto that gets it's the Iran car that gets killed by uh, Yumichika, and he's like, oh, I don't remember ugly people. And then he's got that super long seto that he... Oh, uh, you're talking about the revived ones? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about like some small little guy. I'm like, oh, who the <laughs> no. hell are you talking about? Yeah, one of the revived ones. I'm drawing a blank on which one his actual name is. But it's that one. The the beautiful one, as he likes to call yeah, himself. The muscular beautiful one, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yuhaba is still within the cage while the Royal Guard are fighting. And the Ashwalan is how he breaks out of that cage. So the fight with Ichibe does not happen prior to. Okay. So, yeah, no, he... He uses the Ashwalan. So it happens the same in the anime, in the manga, just Yuaba is in different positions. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He, so he isn't getting beat up by Ichibe yet. He uses Ashwalan to break out of the the forest prison. So Sternritter N, that's what his name is. Uh, the, the old dude knew what was happening prior to... And he knew that they were all going to be that they were all deemed unworthy prior to the Ashwalan. Is that the guy with the handgun? Yes. Yeah. When Ichigo pops up and he just yeah just street caps him yeah. and then misses. <laughs> yes, from point blank range. 
Uh, then the last thing is you do not see the fight between the Royal Guard and Squad and Squad Zero after Oshwallen. So after Oshwallen happens, they go immediately into the fight between Ichibe and Yuhaba. So it goes into that fight. And well, then technically, if you want to get correct, it's Yuwa at that point. Yeah. Because <laughs> he cut his name in half. No, no, because it's still Yuhaba because the fight hadn't happened yet. So his name couldn't get cut in no, half yet. No, his name got cut before the Ash Fallen. So in the manga, that doesn't happen. Ichibe's oh. still sitting up, watching oh, everything. Okay, yeah, I guess, yeah, that's the big difference. Makes sense. <laughs> glad, glad it does. <laughs> so, yes, um, that, that's the big difference, is that you don't get to see all the awesome added fighting between the Squad Zero and Stern Ritter Royal Guard. Now, does that happen in later on? I don't know. The spoiler part happens. <laughs> uh, at least I didn't uh, act, didn't spoil later things. To be honest, it's not that big of a spoiler. No, it's I not. don't think it's going to change that much of the story and how I think it. But yeah. Fun note, listeners. Matt <laughs> spoiled something super big on us. Don't worry, I'm going to cut it out. But My it's bad. really funny, so I'm going to leave this little... Just know we're bullying them in the downtime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's such a big spoiler, but it's kind of funny. But it's not. It really isn't. So yeah, that is uh, manga mentions. That's all I got. It was every fight was elongated, but other than that, nothing super drastic. Minus the the part where everybody complained because they didn't get to uh, drastically focus on uh, or he made tits. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like how we didn't get to focus in on. Yeah, we miss out on Rukia's butt, Rukia's and now we miss season. on or he made boobs. So. I swear to God, if they cut out your Weechi's lightning, <laughs> I'm going to be pissed. Naked lightning. Yeah, I mean, I've seen the statues all I've over I've seen the Facebook. pictures. I've seen the statues. <laughs> yeah. If that gets cut out, it's officially one of my He's going to be flipping worst. tables. I was already <laughs> disappointed in this season. Yeah. The fact that you hype up Ichigo so much at the end of, se- uh, at the end of part one for him to get absolutely zero... No, you can't say absolutely. He doesn't get absolutely anything, but he literally does two Getsugas. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's true. That is literally it. Like, you see one new thing. That is it, and that's fucking boring. You can't hype someone up so much at the end of of part one to literally make him irrelevant for the next part. Yeah, I mean... Okay, let's just, since we're here, let's just talk about this fight real quick. His new Getsuga is, it's interesting enough. He's like drawing in the air a little bit, and I'm going to need you guys to just so explain all this. Like, explain how it, ha- how it starts, how it ends, and if you just so happen to remember his full name now. Getsuga. Jisho? Jisho. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah Jushiro. Ju. Jujisho, 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 Jujisho. It's like uh, Getsuga Jujisho. Okay, I think it's Jujisho. Yeah, but it's it went from a sword slash to where it's almost like he's cutting into a dimension with his sword. Yeah, which don't get me wrong, like you first see Getsuga Tensho, which is his normal one, but he does it with ease, just a light graze, and then it just takes off. And then he uses both swords to do Getsuga Jujisho. Mm-hmm. Which makes the... Which makes the cross. Yep. And it annihilates things. But that's fucking it. <laughs> that's outside of his insane new, like, just personal strength. Yes. But it, there was nothing flashy. You you left off on such a high driving thriller moment mm-hmm. where 
Orihime's tits were a bigger walk away <laughs> with relevance than than Ichigo was, and it was it was mm-hmm. very disappointing. Not gonna lie. Yeah, uh, I was very excited to see it. It was cool. I was happy that I saw it. But yeah, just exactly like you said, it just wasn't enough. Yeah, I, I wish there would have been. It could have been the same fight scene, but with him going a little harder. Because he, he made it known that they are weak compared to him. Can, give us a little something. It, Show it, give us a taste. It's a tease. That's it really it, is, it man. To, it has to be a tease. Because we it, know this is going to be a four-parter. This is only part two. so It's he, he absolutely can't. a tease. Yeah. You, you I know. They're getting ready for the big fight. But unless you're going to make that big fight almost the whole season, <laughs> you got to give me more. I mean, I, I just, just I crave just, it. Need more. <laughs> if this is going to be four part, I don't know how they're going to drag this into four parts. So for anybody that is interested, so remember, we are on chapter 609, correct? That's the end. Correct. Out of 687. There's no way they're getting two more. Well, if they if they guarantee that it's four parts, they are going to drag the shit out of it. Well, that's Considering there's, there's... It's going to be easy with fight scenes, and this is a shonen, so... Especially with how much they added just in this one part mm-hmm. that wasn't in the in the manga. So I, I can see them dragging it out, but they're going to have to go in-depth with that final fight. Mm-hmm. You're talking 40 chapters per 12 episodes, 12, 13 episodes, which is pretty common, right. to be completely honest. Like, that's not... At least in the shonen, yeah. shonen category. So it's... Yes, they've already talked about how they're going to add fights, which we've gotten one. We got the Shinji one. But other than that, like, we had the little bit of conversation between Ichibe and Yuhaba. But other than that, I don't... In all actuality, that's the only difference, like, major differences besides the end fight between the Royal Guard. But again, that could happen later in the manga, and they just kind of swapped around certain aspects of what happened in the I can see that happening probably at the very beginning of the manga coming up. Potentially. So it's... That that I'm not going to read too much into, but her, oh man. So it's not, it'll be on par with most shonen seasons with 40 chapters. Mm-hmm. So I'm not too concerned. Well, we know Tyler, he was uh, slightly disappointed. Would, you were disappointed purely for the fact that you wanted more Ichigo, correct? I'm more, like, don't get me wrong, it was good. Okay. Because my favorite character, I'm pretty sure we'll get into that, I'll just say it now, is Kenpachi. Okay. And the fact that when you see Kampachi's finally coming back from killing Unohana, which is between season or part one and part two, you feel like there's been a lot more time than that. Yep. No, he is just coming back from that cave. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you finally get to see Kenpachi's Shikai. Just his Shikai. Uh, um, uh, just his Shikai. That's not even his Bankai, and he is killing the toughest Sternritter. Yep. The man survived space. <laughs> space. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't just space. pure powerfulness. Yep, he survived space and killed somebody <laughs> who can use imagination as fighting. Insane. But outside of Kenpachi, it was disappointing not being able to see more of what they ended with on season or in part one. Okay, understandable. What about you, Lance? Are we talking about favorite characters? Nope. Just what did you think of Core Two? Oh, Core Two. I did feel. That's core two in an interest level took a slight step backwards to core one. Okay. Maybe that's because I had more expectations. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's just as someone who's watched a lot of anime and 
just kind of expect stuff. But I did kind of feel like some stuff was dragged on a little bit. Some of the fights were forced. I can't really defend how I feel about that. Like it just felt like it, there was so much going on. There's plenty of other anime that have highs and lows. Yep. And this one was just so consistently, I don't want to say high, but it was so consistently fight after fight after fight. Like yep. it, it almost felt like you just get dull. You just, you just feel less about it because of it. Like that's what you want. But like when it's too much, then it's what you don't want. So even though I'm saying that, I did appreciate so much out of this. Every we every fight is worthy of a conversation. Okay. So, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. Okay. It, it was good. I liked it, and I'm glad I watched it. So. So we also like. I'm not saying I'm not glad I didn't watch it. I am glad I watched it. It's just I wish the hype it ended. It came back with it. Mm-hmm. Like it maybe show a little bit more of Ichigo's training with the sword. That would have been nice. Like kind of show his progression with the Getsuga. That would have been nice. At least at least build into him a little bit more than him walking through a field for seven episodes. You actually never see him actually training. No. It was the only thing you ever saw him was him talking with Ichibe and then him walking through the final test. Well, I meant in the entire series. The only time you see him doing any sort of training is during his Bankai. Sure. Yeah. Everything's to, always to reforge his sword. Yeah. He had to find his true self. No, you, you got to see him train, trying to find his true self because he had to actually go through. Oh, yeah. He had to fight himself. He had to fight himself and he had to go back home and find his true self and his true meaning and learn who he was. At the end of the day, that was a test. Yeah, but I wouldn't call that. It, it's it's not a test of strength. It was a test of mentality. And who I, he yeah, was I, guess, a, I guess what Matt's trying to get is technique training. I, yeah, I, yeah. I get that. But yeah. like, there. I, I, I get right. what he means. It's, it's just the, <laughs> the power of time skips. So Yes. And what, what are you what are you thinking? So one thing I will say is this was much better as a single like a weekly watch versus a binged watch. Yeah, I can agree with that. Because you kind of got to stew on every fight versus one fight after another one after another one after another one. Yeah, like every episode was a new fight. Like, yes. as soon as one ended, boom, you're in another and it's starting game. Oh, yeah, like, here's here's this important person that needs to be in a fight. Yeah. And while that is really cool, if you binge it, it can get a little dull. You can... There was so much going on that it becomes a blur if I didn't take a note on it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because it just, it all, like you said, it mushes together. Yep. And like, while... I'm trying to remember which fight came when, where was, <laughs> who was fighting who, because at one yeah. point there's 13 people fighting one person and... Yeah, I mean, I've seen this twice now and my linear path is so messed up. I can't tell you what about what. All I know is that there was the ground fights and there was the squad zero fights. <laughs> and, and while I... There were some truly, to me, iconic moments, I can completely understand when somebody binges this that it's like, it was fine. As a season, it was fine. Just because it's, like you guys are saying, it's so easy to get just kind of confused or caught up in all of the fights and everything that's going on. Because this whole season was essentially a, it's a war, so a war arc. And all the captains, you know, deserve to have kind of their moment. And you also get the point with Toshiro, who turns into a zombie, so that's super important. And then you get to see how fucked up, uh, what is it, Mayuri? Kind of how fucked up he is, which I thought that was a really cool part. And so all these people kind of needed their moment, and we got it. So oh, that, definitely, yeah. That was, that was something I really enjoyed. 
But everybody's most important question is favorite characters. Tyler, you basically already said yours. Is it definitely Kenpachi? 100% Kenpachi. Just being able to finally see his progression and how strong he is. And if obviously if you're here, you've watched the original Bleach. He still got his eye patch on, and he's escaping space. <laughs> like he, he's still got his power sealed to a point right now. Yeah, good point. And he was taking on somebody who can fight with his imagination. Yes, and his shikai is just insane. Because if you remember, the shikai is supposed to be a representation of your power, and that thing is fucking massive. It cut. Through space. <laughs> like, I'll never not be baffled at that. The dude literally locked him locked him in the vacuum of space. He busts open it with dry eyes and is like, ha fuck you. He just slices him in half. I will say my favorite fight was the Kenpachi fight. Okay. Not necessarily for Kenpachi, but because I really liked that stern. Grammy is a very interesting, and that was probably my favorite fight. Okay. Just because of how unique his ability is. Exactly. Yes. Just because everywhere else, like, you see lightning, you see fire, you see earth stuff. Dude just thought he was as strong as stronger than Kenpachi and killed himself because his body <laughs> couldn't handle the change. Yeah, he couldn't handle it. <laughs> like it just the fact that somebody can think something and it becomes true is insane. Like when he made yep. um made his own letters. No. When he made Yachiru's bones turn to fucking cookies. Cookies. <laughs> she went to set her hand down and just shattered everything. Yep. That was so funny. Like then Kenpachi's like, what's a cookie? <laughs> <laughs> Why did so she just dumb. say that? I, I don't know, because normal people know what cookies are, okay? But mine's okay, hands oh, down. I, okay, I, real quick, I wonder. I'm, I know my answer. But if, Kenpa, if if he thought Kenpachi's bones are made of cookie, would that affect Kenpachi's body? Because Kenpachi doesn't know what cookies are? Or is it only going to be the I other guy's think, mind because it, his mind is all that matters? I think it's because he, he gets into the mind of the person. And if he doesn't know what it is, it can't alter it. Okay, so you're going with the opposite of what I think. That's kind of what I'm thinking, because when her bones turn back to normal, it says you can only you can only mess with one person's mind at a time. Yep. Okay. And that's that's kind of what I'm thinking is the reason behind why it's either that or Grammy was just so focused on when Kempachi said in order to be the strongest, you have to beat the strongest. Mm Mm-hmm. And Grammy's never wanted to kill anybody before in his life. Right. Until that fight. Yep. So he was just so determined that he wanted to fight him with all the strength and not just go, cookies. Like, (laughs) I I feel like it's one of those reasons. I do think if you're going to alter somebody, they need to know what they're getting changed into. So that's part of it. Well, true. But if my power was to turn your bones into jelly, and I'm telling you, that's my power. Like, if that's the cutoff. My interpretation of my imagination shouldn't be factored into what you believe. But if you don't understand what it is, you can't get manipulated into believing that it's true. That's the difference between magic and science, basically. Okay, so back to what you fucking spoiled. <laughs> that, that, under, that explains why Grammy knows what fucking cookies are is because Uabaha's human. Well, they're, all the Stern Renners are human. I didn't fucking know that. I mean, I guess I should have because, you know, Quincy's were done on Earth. Yes. But, that, so you should but, have known that. Wait. None Wait. of... 
you can't. So that spoils things. But okay, anyway. so now that's that why really... I kind of made a pause so I could yeah. talk about it because that's why Grammy knew what cookies were. But then again, it comes down to how does Yachiru know what cookies are? So I have a feeling then it well, maybe doesn't fuck worlds. with the mind because he can, he can. I have a feeling he can go. Cookies are brittle. I can break it with a simple ease. Now that's what your bones are, and it just turns them extremely brittle. But it is Kimpachi, so if it's not fighting, he has no fucking idea what it is. That's what I'm thinking, too. He's so single-minded, it doesn't matter anyway. Right, where it's like, hey, do you want some desserts? What the fuck are desserts? No. Do I get to kill them? No. All right, well, then no, I don't want them. He's probably living a life on, like, chicken and rice and blood, so he doesn't know much <laughs> I different. My, I get my iron intake from your iron. <laughs> <laughs> um, Back to the human conversation... Yes. So back when you were saying there is no more Quincy's. Okay. Well, I didn't say that, but yes. Well, they, I, they talk about it in the in the anime, yes. Yeah, they when if you go back to the first episode when Yuubaha announces that Uryu is his successor, he is announced as the last surviving Quincy. Right. So that's that's basically what I was gonna say. So are every is every one of his creations, everyone else that we're seeing so, are those uh, Humans, they're like reflections. I have or? a feeling they're normal humans that are Quincy by blessing of his power. So they they were the individuals within the soul society. So that means they have to be souls. Okay, so, so there's are souls all, that went to soul society and there's souls that went to Quincy's? So they were all Quincy's to begin with. They were all Quincy's. Okay. But then they went to the Sternritter section of the soul society and hid in that section. Okay, and then his power just gave him form? Is that essentially what's it, going it on? It gave them true power. Yeah. and then It gave them their, abil- their abilities. Because if you look at it, Uryu is a 100% Quincy, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have those specialty powers that everyone else has. He just has Quincy powers with his bows. Well, and the yeah. basic Quincy powers. He, but he, he doesn't have, like... He, he does. I mean, I don't fucking know that yet. Um, I guess this is something they talk about in the manga that I forgot that I didn't mention because they don't better at your mentions. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Um, So the fact that he took in Yuhaba's blood is the reason why all the Sternritters have their abilities. So Uryu has an ability. Now he does. I was talking about beforehand. Like, okay, yes, he he didn't have abilities until he drank his blood because he is now. Sternritter A. He is the successor. He gets so Yuaba's A. So there's a difference between uh, Quincy no. powers and Yuaba's. So every every Sternritter gets an individual letter. So he won't have A. He yeah, he does have A. He was given A. Yeah, right here. I even have it marked down because he literally said that your iteration will be A because he is his successor. Yuaba is A for Alpha or whatever it is. Almighty. Almighty. He's almighty. Wait. Like, <laughs> he, he, he did say okay. you will be A. Okay. I, yeah, I missed that part. So, yes. I know I know he said it because I took a note on it. I don't <laughs> write it unless they say it. So, I know I'm not going crazy. But, yeah, before he drank his blood, he just had, like, the normal bows. He, he and, was like, the some, last surviving Quincy. Exactly. Yes. So, I have a feeling, like, they were just regular Quincy's. They didn't get their powers until Yuubaha blessed him with it with his blood. Yeah. And then just like the souls that go to the soul society, they have their form. And then instead of going to the soul society, they went to the Wandenreich, I think is what it's called. 
which is the Stern Raiders home. Okay. Sorry, I guess I just confused myself a little bit earlier because every time I think of the traditional soul, I'm thinking of like this white orb. Yes. And then, okay, but no, when they go to the Soul Society, they are, it is treated as like what your traditional heaven is. Like you are your human form. Yes. Okay. Just the soul version. Yeah. Sure. Okay. That makes a little bit more sense then. Cool. Your favorite character because that's what we were talking about. Yeah. So. This one's kind of hard because we were like we were talking about so much shit just gets meshed together, but much different compared to Core One and Core Two. I have really, really, really come to appreciate Oetsu the from the Zero Guard. And you want to re- remind people what his power is? Oetsu is the one that creates all the Zanpakutos. Okay, he's the okay. So here's a big difference between the Japanese sub and the English dub is it was really fun watching him in Japanese because half the shit he said was in English already. Yeah. So he was a he's a very interesting and energetic character. So he was really fun. Yes. And you didn't really get that difference. He was just energetic in English. So it was whatever. But I his his energy and his sword that was sitting in that jelly really brought out some power and I don't know. I just like his attitude about stuff. Okay. He's got my interest really hard. Okay. So I really like him a lot. I don't know. I don't know where to go from there. He handled his battle with the sniper dude pretty good. Until the end. Until the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, he also had that moment with the sniper dude where he jumped up in the air and he put Yuhaba in the background so that if a traditional bullet were to go through him, it would go through him and through Yuhaba. And I thought, dude, that's super genius. But, of course, we learned a little bit more about the sniper guy, and that didn't work. Yep. So, I mean, just to bring things into focus, this doesn't need to be talked about in the future, but that sniper guy, he made a very specific comment that with his X-axis kind of thing, nothing between him and his target can get blocked. Can get blocked, but the target stops at the target. Nothing goes beyond it. So, Yuhaba was never in danger to begin with. So, that was fucking crazy, too. So, that was... It was super smart on Oetsu, but it didn't matter anyway, so it sucked. <laughs> Which brings me to another thing that I wanted to talk about. This entire core made me think, like, I'm going to show you my power. Oh, yeah, well, I'm going to show you my power. Like, oh, yeah, well, I never even showed you my true power. I never showed you my true power. It was basically and a giant was... whose dick is bigger. Yeah. That's <laughs> what it boiled down to. <laughs> It just felt like that, and I was just, I can't, like, pinpoint that at everything, but that's just how I felt the entire time, so. Yep. Anyway, yeah, Oetsu. I liked him. He was a lot of fun. I can't wait to see more out of him. I don't know if we're actually going to see more out of him, because he kind of sacrificed himself for the needle lady. You also have to remember that she's healed all his wounds before. That's a good point. And you got to remember, Byakuya was extremely close to death. Like, he had almost no pulse, but sat in... But that was Tenjiro's. Yeah, that was Tenjiro's. True, that I was guess. His but his fountains power. are still there, regardless if he's there or not. True, but we're in the midst of a battle, and they specifically said that they had to sacrifice, like, four bodies for one person to unlock their Bankai because each individual they, Bankai can destroy all the worlds or something. Yep. Yeah, so, they have to have a way to bring them back. Otherwise, that is the worst, most anticlimactic, anticlimactic <laughs> version of seppuku I've ever seen. Exactly. I'm just saying it's super strange to have four, excluding Ichibe, four super strong 
people from Squad Zero, and only one of them can have a Bankai that we can see. Because, like, I would like to see them kind of, like, rotate their Bankais, because I would love to see all of them. But at the at this moment, it sounded like it was a straight-up sacrifice so that one of them can use Bankai. And that's where I'm left at at this moment. And that's because all of them have their own seal on them and need to sacrifice themselves to release their segment of the seal. Right. And Ichibe is too old, so it doesn't matter. Fucking Ichibe don't need no Bankai. <laughs> yeah, he's the original. He's literally keeping up with Uobaha using his fucking basic-ass sword. Mm-hmm. He, he's on Pacto. He doesn't need to do anything. Yeah, he's super crazy. That's just showing why he's a special threat. Yep. What about you, Matt? What do you got coming for a favorite character? So my favorite character is going to be my favorite moment, and it's going to be Rukia. Sure. Because her Bankai, like, I legitimately got chills when I saw her Bankai. Is it because the cold from her Bankai came yeah, through your TV and admitting, or <laughs> Yes. It, it froze me solid. No, it, it was just because, so the manga does the exact same thing in where it's essentially an entire page of just her as her Bankai there. And that's the end of the chapter. Oh, they gave one solid big ass picture. Yes. Oh, that's kind of cool. That's almost like putting a mini poster into the manga. And so the fact that you get to see her Bankai just come into color and in anime form, because again, I read this in 2017. So the first time I saw it was six years ago. And so finally being able to get to see her Bankai come to a tv i was just like oh it's so beautiful do you have your tissues <laughs> not for crying for the lotion not for crying. no no it's because you know you it would freeze so can't have that happen <laughs> that's that 4d tv you get to feel the, whatever is on the tv emanating through so yes it just seeing that bankai and seeing rukia because she is now not useless right and seeing her progression from the beginning of the series to finally getting Byakuya to acknowledge her strength and just seeing everything uh, culminate together was just fantastic and probably my favorite moment of the season. Yeah, I would agree. That's a solid moment. It's kind of hard to top much bigger than that. I mean, obviously, you're going to, Tyler, you're going to think of Kenpachi, but Rukia was definitely a big takeaway for me as well. And it was a big takeaway. And the fact that her Bankai can kill herself, and she almost did. Yep. Yep. She was close, but Byakuya had to explain to her how to not hurt herself while trying to come out of it. Mm -hmm. Because her body's at absolute zero. Yep. Hundred negative, or it's negative one hundred and forty six degrees. It is negative two hundred and seventy three point one five degrees Celsius. Oh, there we go. That's yes, that one. Mm-hmm. Really I got, fucking I, cold. I got, I got everything. <laughs> negative eighteen. It does this. Negative fifty. Does this. Took my notes. <laughs> if if any anime deserved notes, it was fucking this one because there's so much information going on. But just yeah, so it was so beautiful to see. Yep, and I. Now, now you know why I have the the sword, and I I got to get a figure of that because it's it's just so well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't blame you in the least because you have two fucking amazing Ichigo figures over here. It definitely needs a Rukia to match some of it. Yes. Uh, so Tyler, we we know about uh, Kimpachi. Lance, what about you? 
your favorite scene or moments? I kind of want to, like I was trying to get back at earlier with my favorite fight being the Kenpachi fight, not because of Kenpachi, but because of Grimm. Grammy. Grammy. And that's because I loved Grammy's ability is just imagination. To me, imagination seems so insanely OP. And to think that Yeah, Mr. Puck Rider. Yeah. (laughs) And to think that OP can be out even more OP'd by Kenpachi is just so crazy. So my favorite moment, ah, man, it's just so strange. My favorite moment just matches my favorite power, and that's just going to be the imagination. I could easily say I think everybody's second favorite was Shinji's Bankai. Oh, God, oh, yeah, 100%. So you fantastic. didn't get to see a lot of it. Yes. It was very simple, very quick. It was not long. But just the, the fact it, that it was the banned. The power is it's, it's banned for good reason, because if you have an ally around you, <laughs> you become now a threat, and you will be attacked. Yep, and for all of our listeners... Describe who Shinji is and what his Bankai was. So Shinji is a visor who was is was expelled from oh, yeah, the Soul yeah. Society and was a captain beforehand, but fell victim to Aizen's testing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then now he is back as a captain, but we've never seen his Bankai. We've seen his Shikai, which inverts everything. Left is right, right is left, up is down, down is up. Now his Bankai not only can do the same, but turns allies into enemies mm. and you just watch all the Merkin. stern ritters. I wouldn't say they were stern ritters because they were just pawns. They were just like low mercenaries mm. just kill each other because yep. they saw each other as enemies and he didn't even do anything besides swing his sword around around his finger. Yeah. We made it simple. Yeah. His sword is so cool. It's like really. a damn key. Yeah. Shinji was a lot of fun to watch and I, because of the way he is, created animated he's got the fucking weird bangs he's got a long big ass, ass smile big long <laughs> ass smile and it's like he just looks like a weird character but dude's so fucking strong so favorite bonkai is that gonna be your guys's favorite bonkai then mine's obviously uh pretty simple so just from core two yeah rookie it's hard to beat rukia shinji yeah he's fucking amazing rukia is absolute zero I do love that. Uh, so Rojiru, who is the conductor, you got to see his. You got technically you got to see Soyphone's Bankai. Um, to me, Soyphone's Bankai is so boring. It's a rocket launcher. Yeah, yes. she just got a, like a bigger version to be, of her. To be, her Shikai was better. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to see Kensai or Kens. Yeah, Kensai. Who is the explosion punch, you could call it? Oh, yeah. I thought he was really cool. His, his was pretty unique. I liked it. It's pretty... It's basic. It's It just keeps basic. implying the force as long as your fist is still touching them. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I guess I didn't care too much. That was... That's interesting. It's but, like, interesting, what are you going to do? Like, hold them? All you have to do is literally hold them, and it's going to keep doing the impact. It's cool, but it's basic. Yeah. Yep. Mm. I liked I don't know the if you're gonna keep look of it, but... I've got one more. Senjumaru is the last Bankai that we get to see. Senjumaru is 100% my favorite Bankai in that entire episode. Wait, what was Senju? She was the Weaver. Weaver. Up yeah. In oh, the yeah, yeah, then the final one. Her episodes. Bankai, the fact that the instant she started it, Earth started shaking. Yep, that was so cool. Mm-hmm. Like, because it just goes to show why they have seals on all of them. Because if all of them were to have their full power like that at one time, it would destroy. The living world. Yep. yep. And the fact that her Bankai was so effortless to kill five full power Stern Ritters. Yep. Kill. 
Yeah, I don't believe they're. I don't believe they're. <laughs> I don't believe they're dead because I know as much as this season made or this part made Uryu an enemy. I don't think he is. Okay. I do not think he is there for that reason. I feel like he is there to still help out Ichigo and just get close. I feel like that is the whole reason. So I, I, I can't see it being fully lethal due to that reason. So he's a double agent. In a way, yes. Yeah. That's 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 my theory. Okay. Okay. Well, there's still one bug that we missed out on. Uh, Toshiro's. Yeah, but I, we've seen it, but it's still the same. Oh, we did. We we haven't did seen miss. we haven't seen Big Boy Toshiro yet. Yeah, that's true. We that that's gonna be when he comes up as more important. Okay, sorry, there's there's even, two more. Even after Toshiro, there's two more that we yes. still missed out uh, on. Renji's. Yep. And then oh, uh, fucking so Renji's. Before we get to the next one, let's talk about Renji for a quick second. Yes. Okay. The, the fact that his original Bankai was a half-assed Bankai uh-huh. because his sword deemed him not strong enough to be able to know his full name. Yeah, I thought that whole concept, I fucking love that concept. Mm-hmm. Yep. The fact that it wasn't because he didn't think he was strong enough, somebody else didn't think... His sword deemed him not strong enough to be able to know mm-hmm. its full name. You are not worthy. And it was just insane. Yep. Now, what do you guys think about the design of it? I For one... I'm not completely sold on the whole design idea. The snake, I love the snake, but like that little monkey arm thing that's coming off. I think I need a I need a description on that one. I'm not sold on that idea. It looks weird to me. It's almost as it's an extension of his own arm, because there's a point near the end of before it goes up to the Soul Palace that he held, holds his arm up and the arm does the exact same. It's almost like an extension of his body that's not a part of his body. Okay. So I feel like it has its purposes. It's just not as important as the sword that we know of yet because we've only got to see that one fight with um Superstar. Masculine. Yeah, I, I mean I would I need to see another fight with Renji. I need him to be a little bit more redeemed. I mean, that you can say that about everybody. I mean, obviously we need to see another fight with Rukia. And I want to see another fight with Renji and Byakuya for that matter. I mean, he's he's also back from the dead, so I need to see him go at it. I and guess technically there's two more Bankais. And even though we never got to... Wait, we did get to see... Again, the whole episode's mushing together. We got to see his Senbon Sakura. Sakura. Yep. We, we saw, at the very end. We saw both um, his Shikai and his Bankai. Just, like, his Bankai is his Bankai. Yeah. I didn't really notice a big drastic change with it. Not too much. But his Shikai... Yep. That's a big change because I remember before it used to only be able to circle him and he had a bubble around him that it could not enter. He has a lot more control over it now. Yep. Yeah, I think it'll be a uh, a drastic difference because he didn't need to go full out with his Bankai to beat Asnoid. So He didn't even the, use his Bankai. I believe he does. Nope. Because he's like, oh, you have your Bankai out or whatever. And he goes, no. He's like, take a closer look. And he's still holding his sword in his hand. It's just his Shikai. Because after he says uh, that, yeah, yeah. that's when Rukio takes over to kill him. That's right. So we never, we don't see his Bankai. You see his Bankai after they rescue, they all jump in to, to stop uh, all eight from attacking Ichigo to let Ichigo get out. I think that's when you see his Bankai. And I think it was more just the fact that he needed more area he need more area of range to cover. Yep. So it wasn't him going all out. With it was it. just him getting the the reach that he needed. Yep. Which leads us to the last Bankai. Yes. Komamura, 
yes. Sajin Komamura, the puppy. Yes. So his... Or as in the words of Bambi, doggy. Oh, it was doggy. Damn it. I said puppy because I was, I was trying to quote Bambi. Mess it up. But yeah, doggy. Um, so his whole deal was he had to go back to his father, give him his heart, and turn into a, what, a werewolf? Yeah. He, turned, he turned into their human form, which was stronger, had more power, and made him immortal. Right. Temporarily. Temporarily until it gave out. So was the immortality because he was already dead? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was just making sure that it, I didn't miss something where I was like, oh, no, we're actually immortal, but then we get banished, so then now we're not immortal kind of right. thing. Um, okay, yeah. yeah. That's, that's why yeah, you can because... take blow, blows to the chest, yep. holes, because he's empty inside. That's yep. why he was able to survive all of Bambietta's bombs yep. hitting his Bankai, because yep. she's like, oh, well whatever it takes you take mm-hmm. and that's when he's like well in this form i'm immortal you I'm cannot kill bitch. me and he literally just stood there taking it all yeah yeah which was... was it was super cool i like the idea you know it's just taking a fucking mech to the next level to a you know a more evilish like medieval looking deal he looked cool i liked yep. it but i'm still gonna stand my ground on what i said last time it's just creating monsters or creating big versions of things to fight for you. I'm I'm not all about that, but I do give him a little bit of grace with that. This was a lot cooler. Yep. And the fact that you got to see it without its armor, and it went into depth explaining the importance of the armor. Yep. The armor was his life. And I think that's what killed Sajin faster, was it not having that, but he understood what he needed to do in that time, and he was not going to be able to do it without stripping the armor. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because, don't get me wrong, if it wasn't Sajin being immortal, Bambietta would have tore through a lot of people. Oh, fuck yeah. Because nobody understood her bombs. Because they're not bombs. Yep. They're reishi energy that turns whatever they hit into bombs. Mm. Well, Yumichika understood, but he had no no way to actually go against it. So, one fight I really do want to talk about is the Mayuri and Toshiro fight. Love the Mayuri Toshiro fight. It is a hundred percent Groundhog Day kind of deal going on. Yep. So I really appreciate that. I, like I connect that I could connect those kind of dots, but also just love the idea that he's just fuck. He's just using science to fuck with someone so fucking powerful, such as Toshiro. Even after he's come back and remastered a supposed Bankai, and also Toshiro's a zombie, so he's throwing me off too, and he's also conscious. So Is he going to be coming back? That that's what I'm thinking. Too. I have a feeling Mayuri's going to have a way to come back because I mean he took control of them all over again. Yep. He took control over him, which I have no f- clue how he's done it, again, with episodes mushing together. He was saying that he has blood samples of everybody I remember in society, that. so he was able to counteract the zombie blood, blood slash yeah, counteract Giselle's blood manipulation with his own manipulation. Right, so he has more control over Bambi has... Wait, no, that wasn't yep. Bambi, that was... Uh, Giselle. Giselle, yeah. So, he, he's just more powerful. Anyway, loved it. I loved that... The whole thing, every time Toshiro thought he killed Mayuri, he just bounced back a minute, back to the beginning of the fight. And it was going to go... Actually, this thing could not go that long because, what, there was a time limit before, like, what, the mind could break or something like that. Like, no, he he told him he could go until he kills him. So as long as he never killed Mayuri, it would indefinite. There was a limit. There was, like, after so X amount of times of doing this, like, your well, mind would give out. Well, it, you're talking about the side effect of the drug where yeah. every every so often, however many 
times he goes back, he'll have the side effect of par- being paralyzed. Yeah, there was the paralyzing effect. Yeah. Did the note taker, I don't think he said how many times it was. I think he just said it was a side effect. That's the one section I lost my notes on. <laughs> There, yeah, so I'm pretty sure there was a limit. I remember. The, yes, there was a limit, but I don't think it was time related. I think it was just. Um, oh no, time didn't matter. Yeah, it was every yeah. time that he would revert yeah. back to. Yep. T one. So uh, I really enjoyed that fight. No idea why uh, Toshiro could start talking. Right, because uh, Ken said the one who can Bankai into uh, the transformed fist, the exploding fist. He yep. was also a zombie, but he couldn't talk. Right. Yeah, along with the other one, Rojiro. The conductor, he could not speak either. Right. Yeah, honestly, I laughed when they died. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, uh, that was anticlimactic. All right, cool. Because they had like 30. You want to talk about screen time and Ichigo not having screen time? You get two captains you've never seen fight before and they die within 30 seconds. Yeah, that's a pretty good point. So These guys are supposed to be super powerful. Yeah, I mean, long. they did have a whole fight segment mm-hmm. against the person and they both released their Bankais. They had more screen time than Ichigo. <laughs> uh, I would say it's pretty much on par. Because Ichigo had his conversation with... Uh, they were still more thrilling. <laughs> <laughs> they actually did things. You, you ha- Okay, speaking of that fight, fucking James is annoying. <laughs> okay. He was annoying. Let's, yes. Let's, you go, Superstar! I hated that fight so much. <laughs> like, it was just, and then why is it when he powers up, he strips down and has fucking heart or star nipples and isn't a man speedo? Like, we could have did without the image. <laughs> he just went full WWE. For real. Yeah. The, oh, Jesus. And okay. then he kills James. God, that was the best moment of the show. Yes, it was. You just, is that coming towards us? Just you dead. just love to hate that fight, so... It maybe that's why it was a good fight because it's so fucking memorable in that sense. Yep. Also, I guess we can talk about the love guy too. Pepe. 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 I loved it. So weird. I loved to hate him too. Everybody, even the the Stern Ritters hated Pepe. Yeah. Right. (laughs) What happened to you, Pepe? Oh, gross. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry for you. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, just those two fights, you just love to hate them, so. I suppose one guy we haven't talked about, Baz B, fingertip fire guy. I like him a lot. He's got this, uh, he got that mohawk going for Chicken him. Chicken boy. Chicken boy, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Rooster. <laughs> uh, he's got, uh, like, I don't want to say, like, post-apocalyptic, that's not the, but, like, uh, he looked very cyberpunky, and I kind of like that kind of look. It just, it's just a fun look for me, because it's, like, future rebel kind of deal. <laughs> Okay. Bas- so yeah, Basby's interesting. He's I, want, I don't know. That's about it. Do you guys <laughs> okay. have thoughts on Basby? I kind of wish we saw a little more of him mm-hmm. because you, all your you, favorite you characters got, we you didn't got get to enough s- of. I know you got to see the fight with Toshiro where he, he used two finger fingers. one and two finger. Yep. And then against I think it was against Ichigo. Yeah, because he went to use four finger, and that's when we got to see um, Ichigo's new Getsuga. Mm. is when we got to see that was when Baz used four fingers. Outside of that, he's a hothead with fire. That's kind of all we got to see on him, and I wish we could have seen a little more on him. It would have been pretty cool because he was like the one standout Stern Ritter yep. because he's always been the loudmouth the entire time. Mm. Oh, you mean the, the, zomb- uh, the zombie chick didn't stand out? <laughs> I was watching those episodes, and, and my wife's like, what the fuck is going on right now? It's, I'm like, it's, it's bleach. Don't worry about it. She's like... Alrighty then. Yeah, Giselle's 
fascination with Bambi was super creepy. Yep. Yeah, because funny. I, I found it a little funny, especially when she's like, it's when Bambi's dead under that little rock cave. And, like, and she's oh, like, oh, you look so cute when you're dead. And like, <laughs> ah, that's creepy. But she does love zombies. Yeah. (laughs) And just eating her, and it's just like, um, what's going on right now? Yeah. Mm. It's kind of (laughs) sus. If you watch that episode, don't let your wife walk in. Well, that was the episode I was watching, and she's, like, listening to it. And she's like, what the fuck are you watching? Yeah, you look over, and you see slurping, and it's a chick's (laughs) head in between another chick's legs. Yeah. Just like, um... Yeah, don't ask questions. It's okay. It's it's for the best. Yeah, yeah my, a couple. my favorite moment though with Basby is when he literally hopped in and shot at all the Bambies just to have a shot at Ichigo. <laughs> <laughs> like he literally is like, "Fuck you, he's mine." It was it was fantastic. The fact that though tying back towards that Ichigo fight, he had one v eight. And still didn't need a break on a move again. Annoying. <laughs> like, but that shows how strong he's gotten by training up. <laughs> In the Soul Palace. Mm-hmm. <coughs> you took on 1v8, and these are Sternritters other people, other captains were struggling with. Yep. And he took on eight of them. And he wasn't trying. No, he wasn't at all. Half the time, he didn't even use his swords. He he didn't use his Zanpakuto at all. Yep. He literally just beat them with their fists. The fact that he literally took, um, what was her name? Was that Candace, the lightning one? I think so. Yeah, it was Candace. The fact that he literally just takes Candace and just starts whipping her through buildings <laughs> was fantastic. And she's just getting more and more mad. And he's like, peasant, just get out of here. Like, do you know how long it takes me to do my hair? <laughs> I have to get up hours before that. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, oh, that's what you're mad about. <laughs> but it does suck to see. I get it. Why Kempachi got not necessarily defeated, but he did by getting taken out of the fights. By Candace because of the wear that the space had on him. Yeah, he he, he was fought so, the vacuum of space. He fought the vacuum of space and then got fucked up by a lightning bolt. <laughs> <laughs> like he got ambushed, and that's when we see Ichigo come in, and it's like Kampachi said, "I never thought I'd ever have you saving me." That that was kind of a fun scene for him to throw out there because it goes back to the beginning, like they show. It's like, yeah, this never wanted your help, but we need your help, and. So it was full circle kind of thing. But I feel like now is probably a good time to take a break. Hey, Toasties. I'm Missy, here with my bestie, Johnsy. Hey, y'all. Do you like mind-blowing crime cases, spooky tales, and debating theories? What a clinky-dink, so do we. Grab your beverage and be a part of our Toasted Shenanigans on your favorite podcast app. You can even send us a story or drink suggestion. Hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, or at ToastedShenanigans.com. And now that we're back from our break, before we get into talking about the Soul Palace... And everything that happened up there, if you had the ability to pick your Stern Ritter power, which one would you guys pick? Lance, you want to start us? Yeah, sure. So I'm going to choose Gremmy. Okay. Uh, v for Visionary. And that's just because, like I was saying earlier, I really love 
and think that his power is just so OP. Someone who has an imagination can really go literally anywhere with it. So I think that is just so amazing. So I know I can go far with it. It would be so much fun. I do have a second one. And just because I know none of you are going to pick it, Asnoid, Fear, okay. going back to Lance's lessons. Fear, he was, he's so creepy awesome, and the power of fear is just, that's what it is, is powerful. If you can control someone's fear and stun them, make them do nothing, you can basically win all the time. Just get a little bit of fear. And I guess this kind of goes back into uh, my whole fight with I'm strong, or, oh, I'm strong, I'm, oh, I was holding back, and like, oh, yeah, I was holding back. <laughs> This Asnoid fight versus Rukia, that's basically exactly how that all went. Is Someone was stronger, and they just kept topping each other off, and it, that was interesting fight. So his ability in, just in general is pretty fun. Okay, yeah. What about you, Matt? What do you, whose power would you like to have? So I, I'm going to pick um, Hosh Walth, who is basically Yuhaba's right-hand man. Um, he is Sternrunner B. I believe it is balance, but really the only time you truly got to see him use his Sternrunner, see him use his Sternrunner ability is when he decapitated um, Sternrunner Eye. And I just think his ability is, it is the most intriguing to me that isn't like Yuhaba, who's basically a cheat code. <laughs> Yeah, he is a cheat code. So right. Tyler, what about you? So mine's going to kind of lead into the Soul Palace fights. Mine Perfect. is Askin, <laughs> okay. who is Sternritter D for Dick, the Death Demon. <laughs> the fact that he can control... Yeah, so Askin, is, his ability allows him to manipulate and calculate the lethal dose of substances he can take into his own body and he can do that by if he wants to like in the fight up in the soul palace for example he was able to drink oetsu's blood and therefore change the toxicity level of his blood to the exact point where it either his blood will kill him or in order for his blood not to kill him to kill himself from a lack of blood exactly yeah yep the fact that he has the power to change the toxicity level of anything is insane it it's I mean, the need to consume it first is its downfall, but the fact that you leave it an option to either kill yourself or let yourself die is insane. Oetsu got lucky that they had a fucking bloodbath that could refill with bad blood <laughs> yep. or replace blood. It was a little bit on the shitty side for him, but outside of that, the power is pretty crazy. Same with um, X-Axis. Yep. That ability is just dumb. Yeah, it's fucking no scoping anybody anywhere. <laughs> Give me that sniper ability. Thank you for leading us into the Soul Palace. Let's uh, start talking about that because we really, besides the little bit of conversation that we've had, we haven't talked too much about it. And that was what this entire season was brought for. Yeah, so how do you want to start this? you want to talk about Squad Zero? you want to talk about the bad guys? or I guess since we've... Talked a little bit about Squad Zero. Let's kind of continue that conversation. And then we can talk about the uh, Stone Runners. So the whole, kind of like going back to the beginning with the whole, this was planned by Ichibe. Okay. Just letting Ichigo enter in back into the Soul Society the way that he did. Yep. It was, I feel like it was Ichibe, Ichibe's plan to get uh, Yuobaha up there. He wanted him up there for that reason because they were all there and ready. True, true. I, so you think Ichibe was 
He purposely wanted that fight up there. Okay. Oh, so okay. I was about to say, then why would he let Ichigo go? But if he let Ichigo go, he let that Ichigo, would push them up. He yep. he let Ichigo go to get through the barriers to open that up, because you, if you remember, I, I'm pretty sure as Mayuri explained that it takes six thousand seconds for the barriers to regenerate. Yep. Which gave you you Abaha time to get up there with his, as you said, like the royal guard. Yep. To get up there and make their assault because their real target was the royal palace, not the Serite. Right. Yep. And again, with the anime compared to the manga, where you get the little bit of a cutscene between Ichibe and you Abaha a thousand years prior. Yep. Leads into that fight. Yeah. It kind of it ties everything together very well it touches base that this is not their first conflict yep yeah i like that i think if i was the manga reader it would have felt like just blah but what do you mean i don't know like he's going up there but like maybe i went to felt more blah but it added more purpose to it the anime definitely made it more yeah like more personal it wasn't nothing would have felt forced and like yeah this this works. I don't think anything was forced because Ichibe is the strongest of all of them. Yeah. So the fact that Yohoba is the one that that does fight with him isn't really an issue as a manga reader because... Yes, I suppose. I was going to say, because his goal is to get to the Soul King. And yep. to get to the Soul King, you have to get through Squad Zero, including Ichibe. So yep. it was going to happen regardless. Yep. Fun fact. Did you know that Yohoba clarifies Ichigo stronger than, than Ichibe? Did you do that in the anime? Mm-hmm. Because in the anime, they said that is the reason why Ichigo is the number one special threat, and Ichibe is a special threat. Ichibe oh. is one of the special threats. Right, and they right. mention in there that that is why Ichigo is number one. Interesting. Okay, I guess that kind of ties back a, core one. It also could be, though, because the reason why Ichigo is, is because he is of Quincy power. Yep. So it, it it's, take it as you will, mm. but I can see maybe Ichigo being stronger. You won't know because we haven't seen anything yet, but... Well, and I didn't spoil anything. <laughs> yeah, thank you. At least you didn't spoil that. <laughs> Fucking prick. <laughs> but no, I mean, he's the main character of the series. Of course, we know he's going to be number one. Yeah, he's he is a cheat code. Yeah. Yeah, but at least you get to see him work towards those cheat codes. Everyone else is just strong for no fucking reason. <laughs> well, they've also been alive for thousands of years. True. Still no reason. <laughs> yes, Ichibe, the, I kind of get it. it. It helps tie in everything by having the conversation a thousand years ago. Because then when the conversation, when Yuhaba is like, Ichibe, yada, yada, yada. And he's like, you still calling me that? It's like, oh, okay, that makes more sense because he did that a thousand years ago and I basically kicked his ass a thousand years ago for calling me that. So I get it. I liked all of that. Ichibe, he's so interesting. You would never imagine that a paint stick could do so much damage, but if it has the power to, I wouldn't say erase, I would more say override. Because he's blacking out stuff, he's not erasing stuff. See, but he's he's blacking it out over your memory, which basically erases it from your memory. Right, so they're basically synonymous at that point. Exactly, because it's, it's like, when he used his Shikai, but he doesn't call it his Shikai, because mm-hmm. he gave it that name. Yep. Right, yeah, it, it became was, a Shikai, and he even said it in the anime, that it's had this name well before Shikai was a thing. Yeah, it's pre-Shikai. And the fact that he couldn't even tell if it was a blade or paint. It was a, it was a blade that spread paint and made him forget what his sword was. Mm-hmm. Completely forgot what his sword was. Yep. Okay, yeah, you thought... must have hit me with the pen because I don't fucking remember what his sword <laughs> was. But... It, it's that whole saying where the, the pen is mightier than the sword. Oh, yeah. So just kind of play a play on 
that whole phrase. That's very And the fact that Ichibe is so strong and we haven't seen him technically fight. He was more so playing yeah, kind of taunting. He he wasn't really... It didn't really look like he was trying a whole lot. Uh, it's like he was just throwing out a bunch of magic tricks at him. And he like, was yeah, like when Yuabaha stole his power, he's like, I am the black, and then just painted <laughs> him black. Like, I, I can't wait to see more of how strong the captain of Squad Zero is. Yep. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. It will. Because we got a little bit of taste of everybody. Yep. The only real taste of power we got to see was Senjubaro. Yep. She was the only one that was able to do her Bankai because the others sacrificed themselves because of the power balance, because of the seal on them. And it makes you want more of what their potential is. And I'm, I'm excited to see what everyone else can do. Honestly, I can't even fathom what their Bankais <laughs> could possibly even fucking be. Not too much. Like, I could see, like... Hikifune, Fune's, uh, like, Bankai being, like, a world tree, in a way. I mean, she's throwing seeds around to grow So shit. it's got, it's definitely plant-based, but you didn't really get to see a whole lot of everybody else. I mean... Tenjiro, he Tenjiro, was throwing, like, these water balls around. And you got to see his Sanpakuto glow bright. Yep. So it's, like, basic abilities, but you you didn't get to see anybody Shikai at all, besides Ichibase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Oetsu's... Nothing. He didn't, yeah, because he didn't use a sh- his Shikai. No, he he just dipped using... his sword in gel. That is it. <laughs> like, this man used weapon enhancement drugs, and that was it. No, the explanation for Oetsu's sword was that gel was the only way it could be sheathed. Because of how sharp it is. Yeah. Yeah. And because it was like, it didn't really sit in a true form kind of thing. Like, it it weaved. No. I don't remember. The, the it, it's definitely too, interesting. Powerful. We yeah. we've seen how strong they are without having seen their power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we we've got to see we got to see the, all the like the royal guards Volster and Deesh, and they still struggle against people who haven't even used their half their power yet. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like they are under a seal and are still giving you a run. Don't get me wrong, they definitely struggled, and if it wasn't because of the balance that they had on each other, Oetsu would have been dead, easily. Oh yeah, definitely. He actually died, I think, multiple times. Twice? At least at least twice. Yep. Because yeah, he, he she got blood. she patched him, and then he got the blood to clean out the bad blood. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't, it didn't clean out the bad blood, it filled all the loss of blood that the he had. The loss of blood, more specifically. Because the... the Red water, which is blood water, refills. It was the white water that cleans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, other than that, he was shot. So who the hell is the Stern Ritter in the cloak? I don't think it touched on him. Um, Man, just Kamui's space. The one that can turn shit into gravity? I think so. He just kind of make he just made shit disappear. Like that that little guy with the like the cloak, pink, like the no hand. face. You just see eyes. Yeah, and his like his wings were like these weird hands. I assume he just can. Manipulate. Pinpoint a point in space and like form gravity or a dark it's like hole. black hole. Like a black hole, yeah. Kind of like Kamui from Naruto. That's kind of like how I'm like playing it because he, he can just suck it in like a black hole. I have a feeling it it's somewhere along that line. Mm-hmm. I mean, we definitely haven't seen the rest of them. And even though Senjumaru supposedly took care of them, obviously they're not all taken care of because we still have half of the story to go through. And we still have three <laughs> other Bankais to see outside of Ichibe. And uh, there, there's there's so much more to see yet. Because if you were to go off of, it's over. Thousand Year Blood War is done now. They won. 
At this point, yeah. You, you see Uobaha this... slapped down to earth, mm-hmm. painted. He is now black ant, no name, no abilities, no nothing. Everybody else is dead. All the Stern Raiders down on earth besides, I think, two are dead. All all Stern Raiders are gone. I'm pretty sure two survived. The so the Giselle and uh, little blonde Toto so were the, in the cave, and I, they didn't get sucked up at the end because they weren't getting hit by the light. They lost their abilities, but they didn't get their power drain because you could see their Volstern leech disappearing. So the Ashwalt is the eliminating of life and recirculating it to the ones that are deemed worthy. And the ones that were deemed worthy were the Stern Raiders that went up to the Soul Palace. Okay, because in the anime, I don't think you fully, you didn't see them actually die. Yeah. They weren't getting hit by the light because they were in the cave where Giselle was being a sadist over Bambi's body. (laughs) Yeah, so maybe at this point in the anime, they're not officially dead, but... Theoretically, every Quincy is dead. Yes. All, all of them that went, that didn't go up are, yeah, yes. No, everybody's dead. Yeah. Because the Bankai up top killed all, everybody but Uobaha. Given, we don't know if Uobaha is dead, but he literally has nothing to himself no more and got slapped out of the earth with nothing to protect him. Well, then the series would be over. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If it ended today. That's why I'm saying with it only being halfway done, there's still something that's going to happen. And I'm interested to see what it is because with how it's looking, it ain't looking bright. It's something. I want, okay, since there's so much more shit to come out and stuff needs to happen, I want to speculate just a little theory bit. Theorycraft. Yeah, let's theorycraft. I don't, I know absolutely zero about the future, but since Yuhaba's got power over Quincy and Ichigo has Quincy in him, is he going to tap into stealing some of that or something? I have a feeling. Hear me out. Because he can instill power into things with souls. And technically, skeletons have souls, but they don't have a human body. Ias is a long shot with this That's theory. That's a long bear. shot, bro. I don't, I don't but know. They, you, would, you would think that because they're living, they're walking, you could instill a soul into them. At that rate, I mean, we can talk about, like, what's that anime called, Matt? Death March, Death Player? Yeah. Um, Death March, Death Parade. Or no, it's... Um, something Death Parade. Yeah, Not Death, Death Parade. Par- Death Parade's a whole different anime. I don't remember. I know what you're, which I one watched you're the first about. six episodes. Dead, Dead Mount Death Parade? Death, Dead Mount Death Play, I think it's called. Is what? Dead Mount Death something? But I know what you're talking about. But like Dead Mount Death Play, yeah. Because he was able to, in that, he was able to put a soul into a skeleton. As a skeleton in a stuffed shark into so literally anything. Yuubaha, we know how much power he is. He was able to get his name back even after it was cut in half. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling he's going to be able to find a way to unbecome Black Ant. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we to. need to remember. I get it. All the the certain Raiders on Earth or on the Soul Society and the Serate are dead. He doesn't have a power to reawaken them, but he has Yamamoto's Bankai, which, if you remember, oh, I forgot about that. He has one that can bring skeletons of enemies he's defeated. Ooh, I and like he that. He can turn them back in by distributing his power. Oh, I like that a lot. Like I said, it's a long shot theory craft. <laughs> But he still has Yamamoto's Bankai that brings back the dead. Okay, I like that. I like that so much that now I'm going to be mad if that's not the case. <laughs> like, it's a, it's a good idea. It's You would just need to kind of work on the idea of how does he free himself from Ichibe. That is going to be, like, the big thing. But I feel like that's how he rebuilds his army again. Mm-hmm. Maybe. It, it's, it's hard to say. 
Matt probably knows because he's read it. Oh yeah, but because it doesn't that close. You ain't gonna tell don't me. Don't it. <laughs> you already ruined my night, anyways. <laughs> yeah, because that ruined anything. I mean, I like spoilers. Even if I know it's coming, it's still gonna be amazing to watch it happen. Lance, on the other hand, I don't know how he is. So I'm so wishy washy. I'll, I'll would, be honest. I would prefer not knowing. I guess well, what, if what, it's not the way, just tell me no. I want my jaw to. Because if you say silent, I know I'm partially right. <laughs> Am I close? Okay. Well, it was a good theory craft because it it logically could happen. Just take that idea and make I'm a whole new anime I'm with it. Fucking that. run with it. Yeah. Um, That's gonna be my next book. I'm gonna use that idea. Yes. I will. So for our listeners, the spoiler that I gave is not really a spoiler for anybody who really has spent any time uh, researching Bleach Thousand Year Blood War. You've you've found out about it. So apparently, uh, they did not spend too much time researching uh, via the internet. So. They were they were smart and only paid attention to the the anime as they were watching it. Yeah, I don't read manga. Um, I've I've so literally I've I, literally seen what I've told you guys like three different times while scrolling through Bleach things during this. As conversation. soon as I see Bleach stuff, like as soon as like new stuff came out, I avoid any social media like the plague because I don't want it spoiled. It's not on social media. It's just well, it, yes, it's on the internet. When Thousand Year of Blood War got spoiled. All of the manga was a spoiler on there because everybody was posting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's they how wanted... you saw, that's how you saw your Ouija's Thunder form, you know. <laughs> but it's going to be interesting to see yeah. how he can bounce back from that much loss. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. It's obviously that's got to be the start of season three. Is, is his bounce back? Is his bounce back? Because mm-hmm. like he is getting defeated at the end of season two. So like. What are they going to do if it's not just him working towards figuring out how to win in the beginning of season three? Like, they can't put all this build up and then him lose and be like, oh, yeah, let's do this again in a thousand years. <laughs> yeah. So. No. Uh, do you guys think that in core three, the bounce back is going to be completely flipped where all of the Stern Ritters are going to now be on top? And all of Soul Society is going to be begging for help, and they're going to be so dwindled on people, I and it's going to be flipped completely. It's going to be down to Ichigo and his group. I mean, it has to. It's it's, it's going to be down to them, and I have a feeling Ichibe will lose to Uabaha. Yep, it has to happen because he's for all this drama to mean anything. Uabaha's got to defeat Ichibe. He's got to enter wherever the Soul King is. We finally get to see what the Soul King is. And I don't know. Takes him prisoner, <laughs> knocks him out, steals his power. So the thing is, though, he's already something. stolen Ichibe's power, and he got it back right away. Well, I meant steal the Soul King's power. Oh, yeah. what is the Soul King's power? I have read nothing up on like the Soul King. The anime shows nothing, so we don't. Um. So he is the force that balances all three worlds: the living Waco Mundo and yeah. and the Soul the Society. Soul Society. Okay. Yeah. So he is the balance. So they kill him and lose his balance and shit dies. Yeah. Okay. Supposedly. So he has no like real power. He's just more of a. He's, he's capital. He's B like balance. a gate. He's a safeguard. Yep. It'll be interesting. I'm not going to talk about it because I know. <laughs> you already know. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I don't. Other than the scale has to be completely flipped where our heroes have to be so on the defensive on the brink of losing in order for season or core four to make any worth out of it. It's that's what I'm thinking. You still have a couple big bankais to see. Yep. You still got Uraharas to see. 
Yep. Yep. You still have Sean Sweets to see. Yep. I'm you so excited s- to see those. Oh, two. so am I. And then you still have what's the captain that's always sick? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Jushiro. Yeah, Jushiro. We have yet to see his Bankai, and technically, we still got yet to see Ichigo's. Ooh, one other thing. I do expect to see Aizen again before the complete series ends. Hundred percent. I didn't mention that in my notes because he's. It's definitely he's going to be probably in next the next part. Due to the fact that they flashed to him for zero reason. He was... I don't think there was not a non-reason to that. They Because they flashed to him down in the prison and then went back to the fights like it was nothing. Yeah. What if Aizen has some sort of role in the reborn of the Quincy's? Interesting. Because his play is the... Aizen's goal is now the same as Uabaha's of getting to the Soul Palace. Mm-hmm. But he already... Why would he turn down Yuhaba then? Or to begin with. Because he turned Yuobaha because their plans were not the same at the same point because he wanted to take down the captains. No. He, he his in, his goal to begin with was to get to the Soul Palace. Yes. So he would have told Aizen what his true intentions were. Yeah, yeah, that that was it. He just wanted to get up there. But if that's what I was gonna say is if Yuhabaha's intention was to get up there. He didn't want anybody else to take anything that he could have also taken. I don't if I don't know how to describe that any further. Like he didn't want anyone else to he, reap any more benefits. He wanted to be the sole survivor of whatever his main mission is in the soul in the soul palace. Yeah, he didn't want to share any triumphs or any share in the spoils of mm-hmm. getting there himself. Right. So I can see that. One other big thing that I want to see is Chad. I miss Chad. I miss I miss his power-ups. I miss that both of his arms can transform. I know him and Orihime were training together. I can't wait to see Chad come back and do something. And for you. They've they've spoiled Grimjow now back-to-back parts. <laughs> yeah. Have, yeah, yeah you see, the thing Grimjow. is, we don't know it is, but we know it is. Yeah. Because I mean, he, the internet he already... talked, but we... Well, he, he talked, reckoned. but we never seen oh, his yeah. face. And the subtitles. And, and the subtitles, because it goes, <laughs> Grimjaw. Hmm. Like, <laughs> thanks for spoiling it. <laughs> that and, you know, he's the only one with the hole in, in that spot. Yep. So. Yeah. so there's still a bunch of questions that got to get it, that gotta get answered, but there is a lot of big things that still have yet to happen. Exactly. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. So I think that's going to close out today's episode of the Anime Lounge podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us this far. If you have, that means you like us. Please leave us a rating because it will help us so much. Also, make sure to check out the Anime Lounge short flights on YouTube because multiple times a week we will post videos on brand new anime that just released and we talk about them individually. So it's a lot of fun. Please follow us there. Also, please follow the Animes Show on Facebook and Instagram. Stay up to date on everything anime related because they are posting so much information all the time. And with that being said, we will catch you guys next time. Hey there, look at you listening to us at the end of the episode, only to find out that there is indeed a couple minutes left. So, I was going to take this opportunity to share with you guys that spoiler that Matt had shared with us during his Matt's Manga Mentions. Now, this is going to be information about Yuhaba that was shared in this section during the Matt's Manga Mentions, but wasn't shared in the anime, obviously. 
we suspect that's going to be early information for core three. So this is going to be that segment that I deleted in the normal episode. So if you don't want to know about Yuhaba, go ahead and end it now. So without further ado, here was that segment. Uh, he is human, by the way. Yuhaba is human? Yes, he is a human. Ooh, that's interesting. I, did the anime say that? Uh, the anime says that uh, his father is um, the Soul King. Damn, I missed that part too. I missed that. Did I fall asleep? <laughs> you know what? I had to have fallen asleep. I don't remember that. You just fucking spoiled that. Yeah, I did. You fucking prick. I'm, a, I'm an <laughs> asshole. I'm sorry. Go take a time out. Stop uh, with your manga mentions. Those need to go last. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should I leave that in there for nope, funsies? Nope. Nope. Yep. Okay. Yep. He's going to have to start recording this by himself. <laughs> He's spoiling shit. My bad. That's, honestly, that's the first time I've spoiled, like, really spoiled anything on accident in, in a very long no, time. No, because we'll usually talk about it and be like, Lance, do you want to know? And yeah, he's like, yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, that, so, yep, my bad. Yeah, uh, you, you robot is human. But yes, um, anyway, 